One of the best known verses in the Bible is John 3:16. Zealous professing Christians have tried to publicize the scripture with large banners at nationally televised football games and even on large boulders and billboards along the highway. This famous verse holds out awesome hope to all human beings whom God is calling. But few, even professing Christians, really understand the depth of truth enclosed in this profound statement. Jesus himself stated this truth in John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hidden in this famous verse are eight vital spiritual truths. But for most people, they are eight hidden mysteries. Why? Because they read this verse based on human traditions rather than Christian doctrines based on the Bible. You can learn more about the eight hidden mysteries of John 3.16 in our free study resource, John 3.16 Hidden Truths of the Golden Verse. Be sure to write down the contact information to order your free copy. Would a God who loved the world condemn his creations to eternal suffering and hellfire? How could that be fair? And if God let Jesus die so believers would not perish, where did they get the ideas that the wicked would not perish, but instead would live in eternal pain? And most importantly, what does it mean to have everlasting life as a born-again follower of Jesus Christ? On today's program, you need to understand four hidden mysteries of John 3.16. Stay tuned. One of the most profound truths of your Bible is stated in John 3.16. It's called the golden verse of the Bible. We need to seek its truth. But there are so many different interpretations and beliefs even among professing Christians. Listen to this amazing fact. The World Christian Encyclopedia identifies at least 33,000 Christian denominations, with 9,000 of them classified as Protestant and 22,000 as independents. These thousands of denominations disagree among themselves in many of their doctrines, teachings, and beliefs. Yet they can't all be right. Could it even be that many believe in a false Christ who is not the Jesus of the Bible? Jesus himself warned us in Matthew 24, verse 24, that false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Since these thousands of denominations teach varying doctrines, could it be that many believe in a counterfeit Christianity? On today's program, we'll examine four exciting hidden truths and mysteries that most professing Christians do not understand. And we'll be offering a free inspiring study guide, John 3.16, Hidden Truths of the Golden Verse. Be sure to order your free copy. This study guide discusses each of eight hidden truths and mysteries from John 3.16. Chapter 1 is titled, God Who Loved the World. There are many differing beliefs concerning the nature and existence of God. So let's consider the first hidden mystery of John 3.16 who is the God who loved the world. How is he described in the Bible? If you have your Bible, turn to Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Evangelist Gerald Weston, offer the free study resource we're offering today, states this, quote, the first place the term God is used in scripture, Genesis 1.1, 1, 1, 
It comes from the Hebrew Elohim, a plural word. The plurality of God is affirmed in verse 26. Then God, Elohim, said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. That's from page 4. Notice us. That's plural. But God is also one. What does your Bible reveal about the relationship of Jesus Christ and God the Father? We read in Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And Jesus stated, I and my Father are one. That's John 10, verse 30. So we need to answer the question, in what way is God one? Mr. Weston answers that question, quote, On the night in which he was betrayed, Jesus was on earth, and he prayed to his Father in heaven. Note these clear words about oneness found in this prayer. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one. John 17, verses 20 and 21. So we see that he wants us all to be one, but in what way? So that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I and them and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one, verses 21 through 23. As we'll see later in the program, God is preparing a family. Born-again Christians will become a part of that family at the first resurrection. Even now, Christians after baptism receive the laying on of hands to receive the Holy Spirit. We all need the gift of the Holy Spirit of God, the power of God, as Jesus stated in Acts 1, verses 7 and 8, and as the Apostle Peter exhorted in Acts 2, 38. We thank God that He will give repentance sinners the gift of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind, as it tells us in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7. Yes, God is the Father from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, Ephesians 3, verse 15. My friends, pray that you also can have God as your Father. Jesus taught us to pray to the Father in Matthew 6 and verse 9. We've seen that God the Father and Jesus Christ are one. They are the two beings right now in the one God family. In fact, God the Father is the Father from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, Ephesians 3, verse 15. And faithful Christians will join them when they are born again, as we'll see later in the program. We'll reveal more hidden truths and mysteries in the next segment of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you our free study guide, John 3:16, Hidden Truths of the Golden Verse. We've just touched the surface of one great mystery of John 3:16. Some will ask, doesn't Jesus refer to the Holy Spirit as the helper or comforter? Gerald Weston explains these terms in the context of personification and gender in the use of the Greek language. Be sure to read that section on page six and seven. You need to know more of the hidden mysteries and truths of this precious verse. You need to understand this truth from your Bible. So pick up the telephone right now and order your free copy or request it on our website at twtv.org slash John 316. Just ask for the booklet on John 316. For today's free offer, 
call 1-800-236-0531 or go to twtv.org slash john316. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. If you're calling for the first time, you will also receive a free annual subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, 10 inspiring issues discussing news, science, and modern culture will help you make sense of your world from a biblical perspective. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to Tomorrow's World for truth, prophecy, and hope in these confusing times. Call now or go to twtv.org slash John316. In the first part of our program, we discussed one of the hidden mysteries of John 3.16. Who is the God who loved the world? And we saw that God is a father to Christians who will become literal members of his family at the resurrection. Now turn to John chapter 1. We saw that the Father and Jesus Christ are now members of that one family. As the Apostle John taught us in John 1 verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And it was that Jesus, the Son of God, who poured out the Holy Spirit on the disciples in Acts 2 verse 32. This Jesus God has raised up of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He poured out this which you now see and hear. My friends, you need the Holy Spirit, as we'll discuss later in the program. Another hidden truth and mystery of John 3.16 is the answer to the question, Is God fair? Hidden mystery number two, Is God fair? When you come to really understand the awesome, unconditional, eternal love that the Creator God has for human beings, you'll understand that every human being will have a genuine opportunity for salvation. And this introduces the second hidden truth. Many professing Christians have a wrong idea that God will burn billions of people in hellfire forever, simply because He arranged for them to be born and die without ever hearing the name of Christ or the gospel of Christ. Is that fair? In chapter three of today's free booklet, evangelist Gerald Weston writes, quote, the apostle John taught plainly that God so loved the world, John 3:16. Here, the world is not a reference to planet earth, but rather to the people who dwell here. And no matter how you count it, by any reckoning, there have always been far more unsaved than saved. So if God loved the world, how can this be? Is he so weak that he cannot save the majority of his creation? This leads to the question, is God fair? Is he a respecter of persons? Has everyone or will everyone have a genuine and fair opportunity for salvation? That's pages 17 and 18. Bible students know that salvation comes only through the name of the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ as it tells us in Acts 4, verse 12, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. My friends, God has a plan for those who never heard the name of Jesus Christ. Hidden mystery number two is, is God fair? 
God will not condemn those who never heard the name of Christ as many in traditional Christianity believe. Ask your minister or priest this question. If a tribe of people in a remote jungle never heard the name of Jesus Christ, never accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, will they be condemned to hellfire when they die? You may be shocked by the answer. Your Bible reveals that God will give such people an opportunity for salvation in the second resurrection of judgment. That's described in Revelation 20, verses 11 through 13. Turn your Bible to Revelation 20 and verse 11. God reveals to us the great white throne judgment. This judgment takes place after the thousand-year reign of Christ on earth. These are the rest of the dead mentioned in verse 5. This is the second general resurrection from the dead. Revelation 20, verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. If the dead are now standing before God, they have been resurrected. You find a description of this resurrection to physical life in Ezekiel 37. The valley of dry bones comes to life. Now, continuing in Revelation 20, verse 12, and books were opened. The original Greek word for books is biblia, from which we derive the word Bible. Let's continue. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. In the White Throne Judgment, billions of people who never heard the name of Christ will have their first genuine opportunity for salvation. That resurrection and judgment may include friends and relatives you may have thought were lost forever. Yes, John 3.16 in Biblical Christianity reveal that God is fair. In fact, Chapter 3 of the Inspiring Free Book of we're Offering today is titled, Is God Fair? There's much more good news than we have time for on this program. We'll continue with more hidden truths from John 3.16 in the next portion of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you this inspiring free booklet, John 3.16, Hidden Truths of the Golden Verse. This important resource will give you a greater depth of understanding of subjects that have confused many people for generations. Chapter 1 is titled, God Who Loved the World. Chapter 2 is, The Greatest Love. Chapter 3, Is God Fair? My friends, you need to read all eight chapters of this informative free booklet, John 3.16, Hidden Truths of the Golden Verse. This inspiring free booklet will also help you in your study of the Bible. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy. Just ask for the booklet on John 3.16. You'll also order this free booklet on our website at twtv.org slash John 3.16. Call now. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. Call now or go to twtv.org slash John 316. We've briefly discussed two hidden mysteries and truths of John 316. Many Christian denominations basically believe more on tradition than on the Bible. They do not believe the plain statements of your Bible. Your Bible is the source of genuine Christianity. Hidden mystery number one we've discussed is, who is the God who loved the world? Or hidden mystery number two is, 
Is God fair? Our hidden mystery number three is very important for understanding God's truth. What is the biblical meaning of perish? My friends, God is a giver of life, the creator of all things. He is a life giver. Turn to Acts, the 17th chapter. In verse 26, the Apostle Paul reveals God's desired relationship with all of us. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. That's Acts 17, verses 26 through 28. Since God is a giver of life, what does it mean to perish? Many assume that they will never perish. They believe the pagan doctrine of the immortal soul. They believe that their so-called immortal soul will not perish at death. But Gerald Weston writes in his informative free book on John 3.16, quote, Webster's Revised Unabridged Dictionary defines perish as to be destroyed, to pass away, to become nothing, to die. We know what it means when food perishes. We speak of people perishing in a plane crash. So when it comes to the biblical matters, why do people push other incorrect meanings onto perish? The Bible consistently and unambiguously agrees with the standard dictionary definition of perish. It clearly teaches that life and death are opposites. Nowhere does Scripture ever describe human life as being inherently immortal. As we have already seen, even the soul, whatever one may think it is, can die, Ezekiel 18, verse 4 and verse 20. God's Word reveals that immortality is not something we already have, but rather that it is something we must seek, Romans 2, verses 6 through 7, and must put on, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 53 through 54, and that's from page 50 of the booklet. The Bible plainly reveals that only God has immortality, 1 Timothy 6, verse 16, and that immortality is something we must put on in the future, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 53. God's purpose is to save us from eternal death, to save us from perishing. But Scripture tells us that those who seal their character with evil will perish in the lake of fire. Read that in Revelation 21 and verse 7. He overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The incorrigibly wicked will perish in the lake of fire. They will be punished with the second death from which there is no resurrection. That's the punishment of eternal death, as it states in Romans 6, verse 23. For the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We don't already have immortality. Eternal life is a gift of God. Thus we see the contrast between traditional Christianity and biblical Christianity. Traditional Christianity teaches that we have an immortal soul that will always live and never perish or never cease to exist. Biblical Christianity teaches that unrepentant sinners will perish in a lake of fire, experience the second death, eternal death, 
and cease to exist. But the good news is that those who truly believe in the Jesus Christ of the Bible, who repent and are baptized as states in Acts 2.38 and remain faithful, will not perish. They will be given the gift of eternal life. The third hidden mystery we've discussed today is, what is the biblical meaning of perish? My friends, will you personally perish? Our Savior revealed that those who genuinely live by John 3.16 shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We've briefly discussed three hidden mysteries of John 3.16. Our hidden mystery number four is, you must be born again. In fact, chapter five of our free study resource today is titled, You Must Be Born Again. Most professing Christians are familiar with the story of Nicodemus the Pharisee, who came to Jesus by night and admitted that Jesus was sent from God. Jesus told him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's John 3, verse 3. The common belief is that if you accept Jesus in your heart as your Savior, you are at that moment born again. But what did Jesus tell the dumbfounded Pharisee? Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Verses 5 and 6. What did Jesus mean? We'll discuss that in the next part of our program. But first, I'd like to give you another opportunity to request our free inspiring booklet, John 316, Hidden Truths of the Golden Verse. My friends, God has an amazing plan of salvation far beyond the common ideas of traditional religion. You need to study your Bible and understand these hidden truths. My friends, you need to study all eight chapters of this informative free booklet, John 316, Hidden Truths of the Golden Verse. This inspiring free booklet will also help you in your study of the Bible and give you genuine hope for the future. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy. Just ask for the booklet on John 3.16. You can also order this free booklet on our website at twtv.org slash John 3.16. Call now. For today's free offer, call 1-800-236-0531. Or go to TWTV.org slash John 316. This clear and straightforward resource will help you understand this vital truth straight from the pages of the Bible. If you're calling for the first time, you will also receive a free annual subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine. 10 inspiring issues discussing news, science, and modern culture will help you make sense of your world from a biblical perspective. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to tomorrow's world for truth, prophecy, and hope in these confusing times. Call now or go to twtv.org slash John 316. In John the third chapter, Jesus told the Pharisee Nicodemus, most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. That's John 3, verses 5 and 6. One simply needs to ask the question, am I spirit or am I flesh? 
Physical Christians will be changed into spirit at the resurrection. Read about that miraculous change at the first general resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. That's verses 50 through 54. That is the time Jesus referred to when he said, that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Mr. Wesson explains the context of Jesus' statement in chapter 5 of the study resource we're offering today, John 3.16, Hidden Truths of the Golden Verse. We must understand, as in the human begetting birth process, the difference between the words begotten and born. Mr. Wesson writes on page 34, Why does this matter generate such confusion? In this passage of Scripture, the word translated as born is the Greek word genao. Translators knowing Greek but not understanding the doctrinal implications variously render this unusual word into English as born, beget, begot, or conceived. This seemingly small detail can lead to confusion and result in significant misunderstandings, especially about the concept of being born again. When we receive God's Holy Spirit at baptism, we become God's begotten child. In spite of the translator's bias, the word genau is correctly translated in 1 Peter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you. Our Father in heaven begets us as his children and as such we love all God's begotten children. Yes, to be born again, you must first be begotten at baptism. My friends, I pray that you will consider repentance and baptism and begin your spiritual life as a begotten son or daughter of God Almighty and as a brother or sister of Jesus Christ as referred to us in Matthew 12, verse 50, and Hebrews 2, verse 11. If you're considering repentance and biblical baptism, contact one of our representatives at the regional office nearest you. You can find them on our website, tomorrowsworld.org. Hidden mystery number four is you must be born again. On today's program, we discuss four hidden mysteries of John 3:16, but we've only scratched the surface. There are more hidden truths in John 3.16 revealed in the free study resource we're offering today, John 3.16, Hidden Truths of the Golden Verse. You need this inspiring, vital information. Be sure to request your free copy. May God bless you as you seek His truth in the pages of your Bible. We invite you to join us every week on Tomorrow's World. In this world of growing chaos and confusion, you need the sound guidance that comes from your Bible. Gerald Weston, Wallace Smith, Rod McNair, and I will continue to share with you the teaching of Jesus Christ, the good news of the coming kingdom of God, and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. 
So be sure to join us again next week, right here at the same time. For today's free offer, call 1-800-236-0531 or go to twtv.org slash john316. Call today and join millions around the world who are turning to tomorrow's world for truth, prophecy, and hope in these confusing times. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.